This is Paul Edwards on Tuesday Topics this week. We'll have the first of our great debates. The debate is about relationships. Which kind of long-term partnerships are best? Those between two people who are blind? Or those between a person who's blind and a person who's sighted? If you'd like to be a part of the great debate, join us at 645 as part of our Zoom call. Otherwise, at 7 o'clock on August 11th, Tuesday Topics will be live on the internet on ACB Mainstream. Remember, partnerships are great until the ships sink with no survivors. Join us on Tuesday Topics, won't you? This is Paul Edwards. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Oh, somebody's hugging me here. Not yet, but I'm gonna. I'm being recorded. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start over. Oh, that'll, that'll be good. ACB, where <laughs> ACB is loved. Being hugged by the membership hugged by the membership coordinator as we speak. Yeah. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you can put use part of it if you want. Yeah. That'll be fine. We'll do take one and then take two. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. I'm Paul Edwards, and welcome to Tuesday Topics. Tonight, we're going to try an experiment. Whether the experiment works will probably determine whether we do this again. There are some folks who say that uh, this idea is not going to work, so it will be up to those of you who are in the Zoom audience to determine whether the approach that we're going to take tonight is is a good idea for Tuesday Topics. It seems to me that there are a number of issues in the blindness area where there are pretty strong opinions on both sides. And tonight's subject is one of those. It seems to me that there are pretty strong arguments that can be made for the idea that a long-term relationship with a blind person and a sighted person works well, works really well, in fact, works better than a long-term relationship between two blind people. But of course, there are those who would argue precisely the opposite, that in fact, a relationship with two blind people involved in it works much better because a lot of the 
issues that surround the relationship between blind folks and sighted folks are absent from those relationships. Which side are you on? Well, let's find out. Now, there, there are obviously some timid people and some supposedly well-balanced souls who will argue that there's actually a place somewhere in the middle and that there are advantages to both kinds of relationships. Well, that's not how you become a debate winner. So let me tell you about the process that we're gonna follow. We're going to begin by encouraging speakers on one side to state their position and we'll probably invite three or four folks to do that. And if you do a really good job of stating your position, the chances are you'll end up getting promoted to the panel or left unmuted if you're using a phone. And then after we have perhaps added one or two people to the panel, we will go ahead and hear from the other side and add a couple of those to the panel. And the hope is that by the time we've done that, what we will have created is a group of folks on the panel who we can discuss this issue with back and forth and get some really good ideas going. And then, of course, later on, everybody will get a chance to share their opinions and to attack those people who are on the panel from one side and the other. And, and of course, I'm fair game, too. Dum, 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 dum. So we now begin the first part of the great debate. And I think we're going to start with the group who believes that long-term relationships work weller, better. I said best in my first message and better in my second. So people moderated my behavior a little bit. But let's talk about, let's have folks raise their hands who believe that relationships work better when there is a blind person on one side and a sighted person on the other. So a blind-sighted relationship is the first one who gets the opportunity to defend themselves. And we'll wait a couple of minutes. And this can be a blind female and a, and a male-sighted person or the other way around. Or, of course, obviously a couple who are both female and, or who are both male because all of those four kinds of relationship and a bunch of others are, are, are the kinds of long-term relationships that I'm talking about. Okay, now, Chris Coulter. Hi. Hi. Um, I believe that actually, yes, the, um, I like the blind-sided relationship uh, very well since I am married to a sighted man. I also was engaged to a blind man at one time. And um, I think that for me, the relationship with my husband, my sighted husband, is a lot smoother. Yes, we have some miscommunications at times when he asks, slips up and asks what color something is when he's looking for it or something like that. But actually, our communication, I think, is a lot better than than the blind man and me that I was engaged to, that we were engaged to each other, that could have been because there were uh, other circumstances or it just wasn't 
wouldn't have been a good relationship anyway. But I don't think so. I think I think sighted uh, sighted people um, in a lot of situations can can see a lot of a lot more information about what a person is like with what the expression on a person's face is if the if in this case he is talking to me he knows what i what i'm he knew he really knows before i ever say anything what my body language is telling him and i already know before he even says anything you know uh, that i mean there's just stuff that we get there's a lot more subtle communication in a sighted and blind relationship and I, I think that's basically what, what uh, the practical part of it. And that's all I have to say. Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. All right. Who's next, Rick? Phone number 4254, please. My name is Rita, and I'm married to a partially sighted man. He's a wonderful guy, and we've been married going on 44 years. And we've had our difficulties, but we've gotten through it, and we managed to help each other quite well. I'm very, um, I'm very happy, and I'm very pleased with the marriage. I've never been married to a blind person before, but so, I've dated a few. So hold on, Lita. So you, you perceive your husband as sighted rather than blind? Yes, I do. Even though he's only a partial? Right. Don't you think the legally fact that, blind? Don't you think the fact that he that he is legally blind gives him clues that he wouldn't have if he were sighted? Yeah. Um. Well, he's able to tell me he is. He's able. To, it's the peripheral vision that um, that makes him um, legally blind. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right, Ms. Lita, anything else you want to add? Well, I just want to add that um, he's able to tell me what color things are, like my clothes and different things, and he's able to help me a lot, and I'm able to help him a lot, too. That's and, what I and, wanted to say. And, and, and you're saying just what he wants you to say because he's pointing a gun at you? Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm teasing. And of, and, and of course, what's your husband's name, Lita? His name is James, but we call him Jim. Jim, uh, you're a good husband, sir. Thank you, Lita. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mr. Rick. Okay, okay. Let's, go to, let's, let's go to Jeff from Minneapolis. Jeff? Jeff. Yes, hello. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I have uh, dated someone who was blind, rather quite low vision, much more than me. Uh, and it was okay, except, I mean, just logistically, it's a lot more work than it is huh. now with my husband who is fully sighted. Back with the other guy that had, you know, very low vision we couldn't jump in the car and go to a restaurant or, you know, anything like that. Um, and one thing that was really odd is when we would go to a movie, he had RP, so he was kind of tunnel vision. 
in my acuity is pretty low, broad vision. Right. So he would have to sit way in the back of the theater, and I would have to sit way in the front. <laughs> so makes it so makes it hard to hold hands, Jeff. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm quite short. So, um, but with my husband right now, I am thinking he can read my body language. I mean, that's one thing blind, low vision people don't learn how to do is how to control their facial expression and body right. language. Right. And, and so sighted people can read us really easily. So I'm assuming he does that. And that's um, a good thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess. Cause then mm. he'll say, is there something wrong ah. when, you know, I'm a typical guy and I don't want to express my feelings. Mm-hmm. So uh, he will, you know, try to, prompt me a little bit mm-hmm. but um on the other hand you know you can't help who you fall in love with but i just it's a whole lot easier and uh less stress to be with someone that is fully sighted thank you jeff you're welcome mm-hmm. mr rick Oh, wonderful. This is Catherine and i'm in colorado and i dated a sighted man for over 10 years and we did everything together and traveled and um, we're quite active. Uh, We belong to a sighted group of sci-fi fans and did a lot of uh, activities with them. Um, I found that we had a lot of give and take and a mutual respect for each other and I found out early on that he knew Braille before I even asked and um, so we we uh, gravitated to each other because of a similar interest in both science fiction and science we both have a science background he has a master's in chemistry and I have graduate work in food science and nutrition and Um, also child development. So we could talk um, both the science aspect and the science fiction aspect. And I think that was a real um, icebreaker for our relationship, which just continued to grow. And so um, for he and I, I would think that um, our differences didn't, didn't really uh, matter so much. He had a slight hearing loss and some other medical issues, but we um, took each other's issues for um, for granted and didn't didn't dwell on them. We dwelled on our strengths, and but we supported each other in both our strengths and weaknesses. I was with him for over ten years, and then he had to move back to his family's uh, owned business to continue with that. But I had also dated um, for a short period of time a man that was partially sighted and then another man who had MS and was in a wheelchair for part of the time. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much. Well, thank you. So let me me ask you a question. Um, What about, what about, his vision made the relationship special. 
um, my my friend that I dated for, for or we were together for ten years. Yeah. Um, he um, he was a fully sighted and uh, drove, and so that helped with getting around and doing things. Um, but also later, uh, towards the end of him and I being in the same state, he. Uh, both being in Colorado, that is, um, yeah. he um, started having um, glaucoma, which um, what he said was inherited from his dad that had glaucoma, and so um, he understood uh, my issues of having to put in eye medication um, uh, yeah. during the day. And also he was very attached to my guide dogs. Thank you. Ex Excellent. Thank you. Mr. Rick. Let's try Janet. I said I wasn't going to do this because I'd have to be debating myself. Oh, this is uh, the, this is yes, the Janet. Me. Yes. This is the Janet. Janet. Oh, okay. As in Dickelman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. Rick, Rick told me I should come on here, and I said, and I emailed Paul and I and Rick, and I said I'm going to be debating myself though because I've been married to someone who was blind, and I'm married to someone who's sighted. So you know, I can see the coin from both sides. So I'll do the sighted for for now. I might come back and do the blind later, but I'll do the sighted. Now. Um, I think it all depends on the individual. I, my first husband was cited. He and I were married for 11 years and then divorced. My current husband and I, Terry, are married, have been married for almost 19 years, and he's also cited. Um, my first husband, I was very young, just out of college, just started working when we got married. And I think I relied on him too much because it was easier. Right. Like Terry and I, I love my husband dearly, but he doesn't do a damn thing for me. Oh, I can't say that on ACB radio. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> you just did. I know. I did. Oh. Um, he, yes, it's it's very handy to say, hey, does this have a spot on? Or, oh, do you see blah, 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 such thing? And yes, he drives and we do drive some places together. It does make traveling a little bit easier when we travel. But mainly, I have, he always says, well, I don't want to take away your independence. I'm like, well, you could do more. But um, <laughs> he he loves audio description. He was extremely happy when we, when audio description came into because he he'll watch stuff with audio description even if I'm not always uh, even if I'm not watching it with him. How um, cool is that? Because he said, "Yeah, it made my life a lot easier." He says that you know, Caption Max does a lot better than Terry Max as far as describing his concern. <laughs> but he chooses not to. You won't see him at a convention because he doesn't want to. He's a burned out social worker. He doesn't want to be Mr. Oh, I'll volunteer to do this or that. I mean, if I'm really need him, obviously he'll help me with something, but and, generally I, and that probably makes your relationship it stronger. Does. I think it does. And I think that's what happened in my first relationship. Um, I think my first husband just kind of got tired of doing a lot of extra things for me. That's not what he said when we got divorced. I never really got a reason, but you know, you know how that goes. But, I do. Um, it, in some ways it does make things easier. Now I was yep. also married to someone who was blind. We were only married for five years and he passed away and there is that commonality there. Yep. So I can see, certainly see both sides. 
Excellent. So I talk out of both sides of my mouth. Yeah, and she gets to be promoted to the panel. Well, thank you. Yeah. She gets to be promoted? Okay. She does. So let me let me take care of that as as we speak. Promote to the panel. There she and goes. I'm gonna, and I'm going to take two more two more speeches on this side, and then we're going to lower all. Okay, uh, Mr. Chris Bell, please. Hello, Chris. So uh, I I took your uh, your description literally that you're going <clears> to <throat> have a debate, and yes. um, I I think of a quote from Erasmus about in the kingdom of the blind the one-eyed man is king yes. and um i get you can construe that number of different ways but but to me the tremendous trap of being a blind person married to a sighted person is the power differential and the power differential right. uh, relates to uh information reading body language uh understanding what's going on in the world etc cetera, etc cetera. um and it's very hard i think for in the context of a relationship, to have uh, a kind of equality that includes the independence of the blind person and um, enough mutuality. I'm not talking about respect. Um, and again, I'm not taking a position about whether you know a blind person should or shouldn't marry a sighted person. That's not the issue. Uh, I just think it's a the unevenness of functioning makes uh, the relationship sometimes more difficult than it would be if both people saw or neither people saw. Now um, you're, you're supposed to be speaking in favor of blind sight stuff, Bill. Oh, I might. Well, I see. I didn't know. Yeah. I signed on late. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm not, I'm not on that side. I'm All on right. the other so, side. Sorry so about that. I, I will invite you back later. Cool. Beans. Okay. All right. All right. Mr. Rick. Yeah, Don, uh, Donna Browning, please. Donna? All right. So um, I have dated blind and sighted. I had a really bad experience with my first sighted person. Thank God I told him to go away. Um, the, and then um, I, the, the blind relationships were fine in that, you know, we had a lot of commonalities, and I liked that. Um, I ended up marrying a sighted person. Um, now, he is slowly becoming one of us. Um, I'm partial. I'm low partial. So um, he does help me a lot, um, especially in our neighborhood right now when we got a lot of construction going on. Keeps me out of trouble. Um, but when he did drive, because he just lost that ability about a year ago, um, that was hard on both of us, actually, because I have to say I got really, really used to that. And... Um, <laughs> It was really hard on me, just like him, to let that go. We really do miss that. Um, now, I'm sorry. When he, was, when he was sighted, when he was fully sighted, um, he, he did the driving. Was, was there a sort of an, an, oh, an unspoken understanding that in exchange for the driving, you would do something? No. 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 No, we, we both, you know, um, there are certain things I help him with because we have definite, he has definite strengths that I don't have and I have definite strengths he doesn't have. So we, we kind of all set each other. And, and like, I'm a very outgoing, very social person. He is not. 
Um, and so we all offset in that regard. Um, luckily, he's be, he is a member of ACB, um, and he does help us a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The chapter, they love him, and he loves them, and he loves to go, and um, he likes to help out. And um, I'm really glad about that, But and I'm glad that he's gotten to also see that because, you know, of what he may encounter later on. Um, mm-hmm. And that, ha- that's helping him adjust to his vision loss, you think, Donna? Yeah, because right now his vision loss is it's it's not major, but it's you know he still sees pretty good. He still st- sees enough to be able to read a lot to me, but some things he's now missing on. Um, so I'm seeing you know the differences constantly, but the things that he still can see and everything are very helpful. And but he's um, learning from you know ACB also. He um, has been to convention. He loved it. And, nice and. I'm really excited that he gets to be in the world with us now before he experiences the real thing. Cause he's got diabetes and it's been under control for way too long. It's going to get mm-hmm. him. So, yep. yeah. So I think, you know, I think I'm, I'm like Janet. I think it depends on the individual and what you experience. And, you know, I think if you really love somebody, it's not going to matter. Thank you, Miss Donna. Thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Linda Faust. Okay. Um, well, I could see both sides of it. Um, I lean toward wanting to have a serious relationship with somebody that's cited, although I have had experiences where somebody would want something because they drove me somewhere. Interesting point you brought up. I used to date somebody that that thought that um, they were entitled to uh, my handicap sticker when I wasn't with them, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And, you know, so I think it just depends um, on the person. But my first, um, my my second husband, I used to enjoy when I was with him um, because, you know, we read the whole Hobbit trilogy together and, we went, uh, we were spiritually um, on the same page yeah. and we, we traveled together and, he, and, and, you know, um, and, and he used to help me set up and let me turn my speech off cause it's annoying. Um, okay, good. And um, so, you know, I can see uh, both sides of it, but when I think back what I had, I mean, that marriage wasn't perfect. There were things that I won't even get into, but you know, way back then he's, you know, when people didn't yell at you for talking to the movie theater, he used to describe the movies to me and we'd hold hands, you know, I mean, it was just like, I was his best friend and he was my best friend. And whether it's a sighted person or a blind person that I have a serious relationship with, I want to, be best friends first and last, no matter what. So, Miss Linda, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. I appreciate your, your comments, Mister Rick. Yes, Paul. Lower hands. Lower hands. Let's see here. You, you guys all... who didn't get a chance to speak, we, we, we're we're going to spend about the same time on the other side, and and then we're going to open it up more. Uh, but but it, by then, I hope we'll have some panelists. And in the meantime, Chris Bell, um, 
you get to start off the blind blind side. So first of all, this is a this is a false this is a false dichotomy, Mm -hmm. and because it can work either way. So, but my point is, um, from the uh, better to have a blind blind relationship, is that you have a certain built in equality, a a built in sensory and information equality. Um, Hold on for one sec, Chris. I want to be sure that folks know that I want folks who are on the blind, blind side to raise your hands now. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. So you have a a built-in sensory equality. Um, People aren't exactly equal, of course, and so people still have different skills within uh, their their blindness, et cetera. But um, that... that equality makes a lot of things in a relationship easier and more equal. I have seen a lot of people who were uh, both people sighted and then one person loses their sight either partially or completely. And what happens is it almost inevitably they become very dependent or overly dependent on the sighted person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's such a soul crusher uh for people in that relationship whereas you can't do that if you're if you're with another sighted person and and you try to say oh i'm blind i can't do that you're going to get a raft of crap back right it just doesn't fly so the the equality of information and the equality of of uh, sensory input or lack of it uh i think leads for uh, potentially a more equal relationship and potentially something uh, very important that people have in common, which is the experience with the sighted world. Because after all, um, you know, disability is a social category. Um, uh, it's, right. it's how we're treated is what we have in common. And if we don't have that in common, uh, then you can have a potential for a great deal of misunderstanding, mistrust, and miscommunication. Thank you, Chris. Do we have a hand, Mr. Rick? Yes, we do. We've got uh, Annie Davis, please. I'd like to start out by telling a personal story that dates back to my college years. When I was a freshman in college, I met a guy and he told me that I was the coolest person he'd ever met. And wow, I was flattered. At the same time, I wonder who he's been encountering in his day. Um, but he told, and surely my looks had a part of it. I don't know. I, I'll never know. Because you know, we started talking. We had a great discussion. At least I thought we had a great discussion until I entertained the idea of getting together one weekend. He said, oh, no, I'm out of town every, every night. I'm never available. And as we all know, actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. He did leave me his phone number, and I called, and pretty much every time I called, he didn't answer. And, you know, I've met, and another time, there was a sighted guy that I asked to formal. And he didn't say yes, he didn't say no, but he didn't say yes either. Um, so I show up at the formal, and he stands me up. And he acts mm-hmm. like, you know, he, he's, again, he said that, you know, I'm one of the best people he'd ever met, la di da da I, uh, but I only by talking to a third party did I find out that the reason he stood me up was because he was actually a staff member, not a student, and I didn't realize it. I didn't know it because he didn't have the guts to tell me the truth. 
And I have heard so many horror stories in my life of sighted relationships that go by the wayside or sighted blind relationships that go by the wayside. And it's usually the sighted male or female that walks out. I heard of someone who broke up with her boyfriend just because he dropped a potato on the floor and oh my goodness, she was afraid of having to help him. I mean, it's so petty. So being married to someone who's blind it's wonderful to have that, that equality. I mean, yes, we have our disagreements, just like any African-American couple, any gay couple, Mexican. I mean, tell me of a couple who sure. doesn't disagree every once in a great while. It happens sometimes. Just don't, just don't drop potatoes on the floor. Well, <laughs> but even if you do, you know, all the, for all the other person has to do is say, okay, here's where it is, and then you just pick it up, and you pick so, it right so up. Let- let, let me ask you a question. In, in the case of your situations in college, do you think that the two blind guys who, who essentially mistreated you um, were, were doing so because they were prejudiced? Or, or what do you think the reason was? The guys I'm speaking of are cited. Yeah. I think they were just trying to be nice and they liked something about me. But I think it... I think they were just trying to be helpful and they were trying to be flattering and they didn't know what to say. But they didn't really mean it. I don't think they did. Based on the fact that they never answered their phones when I called and based on the fact that they stood me up, I'm pretty sure that they were just trying to be flattering. Cool. Thank you very much. We appreciate your call. Thank you. Mr. Rick? Yes, Diane, please. All right. Um, I'm... I wonder if I'm in I'm in the right place. The the guy that I'm married to is partially sighted. You are. I I think I think partials and blind people are 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 still both blind because okay. You know I think I think there, there's a separate set of prejudices that operate for partials and maybe that's another debate down the road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Diane. Okay. Um, my husband and I will have been married for 43 years in November. And I think one of the things that we have going for us is that we don't care that much about, we're comfortable with each other's appearance. It's um, not been an important thing to us mm-hmm. as, it, it, as it, it may have been, more important to him at the beginning it was never important to me because i'm totally blind but um you know it's never been anything that has drawn us apart and i i kind of like that because i sometimes have to admit to um wanting to look casual all the time i'm not a person that likes to dress up and all that and that doesn't seem to matter to him would you say would you say you take that for granted diane or not Mm, i don't know it's possible um i hope not (laughs) but maybe i'll have to talk to him about it yeah it's an it's 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 an interesting question um 
you know, we, we sometimes think folks don't care about appearance, but, but I know, for instance, uh, at a time when I was married to a blind person, she cared much more about appearance than I did. And I had to be very careful um, uh, about the way that I dressed and, and the way that I operated. And I knew that for her, appearance was a real issue. Um, she expected a lot. And she was total just as I am. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, but, but she, was, she was an amazing lady. I mean, she's one of the few totally blind people I know who was a great Mary Kay salesman and also knew more about color than most people who can see. And she oh, wow. had never really seen. But, it, but it's, it, 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 it made for an interesting element of the relationship. See, now that's one of the things... Um, with me is that I would prefer to have a bunch of clothes that are neutral colors, you know, mm -hmm. so that I can just grab something and put it on and not yeah. have to worry about matching. Yeah, that was, that was my view. But, but, uh, <laughs> but, but Gail said, Oh no, um, <laughs> we're going to get your colors done and you're going to wear all kinds of vivid colors and colors you've never worn in your life before. And you're going to like it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, it was interesting. Diane, thank you so much. You're welcome. Excellent. Mr. Rick? Yeah, phone number 6821, please. Margie Donovan from California. Margie, Margie Donovan. Yeah, I think I might know you. <laughs> I think you might. <laughs> oh, I'm torn. I have to honestly say I am torn on this, but I am going to get off the wall and take a position. Good. Now, I have been in relationships with both sighted men and blind men, and they both have their advantages and disadvantages. I'm currently in a relationship. We've been together 17 years. He's sighted. That makes me tell you 100% my next man is going to be blind. Um, and my reason for that, and the reason I think blind couples do better together is we, we can relate to each other and the day-to-day -day frustrations around blindness. And nobody else can do that. A sighted person might want to, but they really can't relate to, oh, that Uber driver left me because of my dog. <clears throat> um, the big thing for me is really understanding the shoes I'm walking in. And I could talk about all kinds of things, but as an example, RC has gotten absolutely horrible after 17 years about leaving cabinets open. And I have a belief, and I'm going to keep my belief, even though it may, I may be operating in a bubble. I think if I were with a blind guy, they'd be much more sensitive to that. Oh, what's going on? Um, I, I think that's probable. What do you do about it? What do I do about the cabinets being open? Yeah. Um, I am a firm believer in my last half of my life that I don't change people. I only change myself. So I know what cabinets he leaves open. And even though it drives me crazy, um, I have to avoid that area or I have to be caution. And I, Paul, you know this, but the audience doesn't. We've been together 17 years and we don't live together. We intentionally choose not to. Right. And bo both of us equally choose us not to. And it has nothing to do with me being blind and him being sighted. It's just who I am and who he is. Yeah, I, I um, get all that. But, but um, I guess I'm 
but you I know, guess I'm wondering. I got my house and hide away. <laughs> but what would happen if you talked to him about the fact that he leaves cabinets open? Oh, well, he would do his best to remember. I could tell you that. Right. And we have talked about it. He'll do his best to remember. But these are things that as a sighted person, you just don't even think of. And part of it is, as he's gotten older, he's gotten lazier, to be honest. And as we all do, honestly. And it's easier to leave the cabinet open than to open it. You know, it seems petty, but it's big for me. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and I know a lot of people think, oh, a sighted guy would be great because they could drive you everywhere. Well, I have, even when I was married to a sighted guy, I've never had my sighted partner be my reader or my driver. It does give us advantage to be able to go, you know, a little further out in the country to drive. But in a, in a long-term relationship, I would take the empathy of blindness over the four wheels on a vehicle in, in, a, in a hot minute. Um, you know, I just, I, there, it's so complex. It's not that easy, but I, I guess because I've been in this relationship so long and it's a wonderful relationship, I would like to try something different. And I could think back to my last relationship with a blind person and we didn't have these issues. Right. We didn't have a lot of the issues that I get to deal with every day. Um, and, and again, I go back to compassion, just understanding one more Uber has left me and how upsetting that is and how degrading it is, you know, that yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody cited could get to that level of understanding because yeah. they watch it, but it's not their experience. Cool. Margie, thank so, you so much. You're welcome. Excellent. Mr. Rick. Yes, 6059, please. Well, and this is Shelly from South Dakota. And I um, actually am called, I raised my hand earlier, I guess, and didn't unraise it. So, because mine was regarding sighted also. So I can, I can let those that were talking on that go. Well, Shelly, you, you yeah. had an interesting experience. So go ahead and talk about, talk, talk about yeah. your experience. I hear all these people that had, you know, 30, 43 years together, and we only had 17, and I wish that we would have had more than that. My husband was sighted. He passed away a year ago in April. And um, I will say that he he um, had been married before to someone sighted and had children, so that was, you know, part of one of the things that we, we had to deal with, too. But he he... At the very beginning, we, we almost it almost came to a split up over his saying things like I was his responsibility because it just you know and and my response was well no more than you're mine I mean yeah you'll do things for me and I hopefully will be able to repay that and do things for you that will help you but I think it it, it took a lot of educating um, I've dated uh, blind guys before but I, I've never been. You know, never been as involved, of course, as, as Steve and I were when we got married. And and I, I know there were things like that. Um, one story that I tell people is the cooking was an issue because I, I finally said, you either have to let me arrange this kitchen so that I know where things are and leave them there, or you're going to have to do the cooking. And he did the cooking. It was just easier for him to, to, um, to go ahead and do it. The, or, you know, than not to, because I told him, I can't, you know, I can't guess that the sugar might be in this canister today and in the other one tomorrow. So, yep. you know, it was 
which are those things that we kind of went through. But um, I think, too, that another thing that's hard and that I, I tried to work at was not letting myself become too independent because it seemed that, you know, he had needs. He needed to be needed, and, and that was great. I mean, he helped me with, with things, but I also tried to, like, continue taking the bus to work and stuff right. like that. I could because, and I know now that at least part of the stuff I did in that way was good because um, I can still do it. I could kind of picture myself losing a little bit of independence just because it was easier. It was easier to have him drop me at work. So I, you know, things like that, it, it, I think took a lot of, a lot of give and take, um, that I don't know if I don't think the give and take would probably be the same where the couple is both um, totally blind or blind and partially sighted. But but um, I sure would give anything to have another 17 years with him. So. I, I hear that. I hear that. Thank you so much, Ms. Shelley. We, we really appreciate your calling in and talking about Steve. That was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rick, let's take one more. Yeah, 0467, please. Hi. This is uh, Lynn Corral in, <laughs> from Olympia, Washington. Hi and, there. You know, all these wishy-washy people, there is no doubt that a, a relationship with a blind person is much better than being with a sighted person. And this is why. Uh, not just the commonality um, and not just the fact that they know what you're going through. You know, I was with my husband for 23 years. Um, I just think that it's just easier and there and. I know that, um, uh, oh my goodness, um, we're, uh, um, that it's much easier and there isn't that power imbalance um, that, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his name. Anyway, so talked about. And, that Chris um, Bell talked about, yeah. Chris, of course, that Chris yeah. Bell talked about, which I agree, you know, I agree. I think that, that it's much more equal. Um, if we'd go through the airports, you know, they would, you know, treat treat both of us like garbage, you know, instead of just one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and he, he, under, and he, that people were condescending as much to me as they were to him. I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, these other people who say, well, one with the other, no, it's definitely better with a blind person because blind people understand other blind people. You don't have to explain yourself to them. You don't have to explain what it's like when the bus uh, when the paratransit doesn't come for you or, you know, somebody doesn't treat you right or something like that. I just think it's a very different experience and it's a better experience. That's just my opinion. Cool. Lynn, thank you so much. You bet. We can take, we can take one more, Rick. Hi, everyone. Hi, Paul. This Hi, is Sherry. Sherry. I'm from Orlando, Florida. And I'm, um, I heard about this Tuesday topic and I said, yeah, this is good for me. I'm, want to come out on the blind blind side and I was um, married for almost 10 years to a sighted guy but the marriage broke up over it wasn't a blindsided thing it was just that he was strange anyway (laughs) um, there was a lot of passive aggressive stuff going on and I think a lot of that was because he could see and I couldn't you think you Um, felt that you think you felt superior to you oh yes he said he didn't, he, he put up this facade that 
like he never asked me all those questions. He asked like, how do you tell money? And how do you know when stuff is done when it's cooking? And he goes, I figure you've been doing it all the your life. You raised three kids, you know, or two kids, you must know what you're doing. So he never asked those questions. And he seemed real okay with my blindness. But as time went on, there were little things he did. And I really feel like he, um, he felt superior. Now, there may be other reasons for him feeling that way. I'm not sure. But um, I just feel like the, the blind, blind relationship, like everyone has said, you're more on equal footing. Um, I also found that he, he was different because he always wasn't there if I needed to go someplace or yep. get a ride. You know, I did it on my own. Um, so I still was pretty independent on my own, but a lot of it was because I knew I really couldn't rely on him. And um, I, I do really believe that passive-aggressive stuff, a lot of it came because he felt he was superior. I Also, we would talk, and I used to really irritate me because he wouldn't say what he was thinking or feeling, and I wish that I could see his expressions as well as he could see mine because I had a feeling his body language probably gave off a lot of messages that I missed. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a blind, blind relationship right now, not a marriage or anything, just a good relationship. And, and you know, it's that sense of camaraderie of you know how it is. And you, you can't hold something over on the other person. One of the things my ex did that did break up the marriage was he would get in these computer conversations and I would be in the same room on my computer. My computer had jobs. His computer had nothing. And I'd say, oh, who are you talking to? And he'd say, oh, just, you know, I'm just in a chat group. No big deal. Found out later from my kids it was a big deal because he left his computer open one day and I found out what a deal it was. And that was the beginning of the end of our relationship. But just the fact that he knew he could pull stuff over on me was very, very irritating. And, he and also would comfortable doing things. it, yes. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. He would also rearrange little things, like arrange things on my dresser, you know, where my makeup and my hairbrush and my... I go, you know, like, where the heck is it? I know I put it... And he'd say, well, I, I cleaned it up. I arranged it because it looks better this way. I said, okay, so I'm going to go to your toolbox and arrange all of them the way I think they should be. And then you tell me how you like that. Just stuff like that that got annoying. That I, I don't know. I, the blind, blind thing is definitely better for me. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Sherry. We appreciate your You're call. You're very welcome. Hey, Paul, Deborah was Thank trying to Paul. get a We have a lurker on the panel who is yeah, Deborah Deb Kendrick. Deborah, yeah. Oh, and she oh. wants to say something. Miss Deborah. Okay, all right. So, um, well, I, I said to you at the beginning that I didn't know which side I was on, but then as I listened and thought about it, I do know. Um, I, uh, I have been married twice, both to sighted men, and didn't really know any blind men for a big chunk of my life. But... Um, and what I think, okay, so let me just say that when I, when my second marriage broke up, what I said to all my friends is, please remind me that if I'm ever going to be in a relationship with a man again, he's got to be blind, either blind or gay, which, you know, because gay guy could help me pick out prettier clothes. But anyway, so, <laughs> um, but uh, and the reason for that, what I think 
hasn't been talked about enough here is that where my relationships were good and were fortunate, even though they were blindsided, there was not a power issue at all in either case. But I, I think that some people who are blind succumb to that because of a lack of self-esteem. So I think if you're going to be in a relationship, if you're blind and you're going to be in a relationship with a sighted person, you need to, to get you straight first and make sure that you're strong and you know you and you don't feel like you need the sighted person because that is not that's not going to work. And, and I'm grateful that that was not an element in either of my marriages. But the reason that I said after the second marriage ending, give me a blind person, please, is that I, I think that in a blindsided relationship, even if all things are equal, if there's an equal balance, and Paul, to answer a question you asked people earlier, Yes, we did have a very strong sense of give and take in terms of the driving. Right. There were things that, that I did and, and, you know, reciprocal for the, for the driving. But more important than that, if you're with a sighted person, they don't understand. Margie touched on it, you know, like an Uber left me today. Nobody's going to understand what that feels like unless they, they have the same issue. And, and I just think, at this point, it would just be such a relief to be with somebody who I didn't have to apologize for the audio description. Um, I didn't have to, you know, make sure that all the lights were on in all the right places. And I mean, I don't know, that's probably a dumb example, but there's just that, um, the, the understanding, the understanding of being there and people who say, it's so it's inconvenient, then they need to go back to a blindness center and get their blindness skills together. Because, right. <laughs> you know, because, and, and, and I, I, when I was married, I was raising children, the first long marriage, I was raising children. And most of the driving that he did was for our children, my own stuff to get where I needed to go. I, I frequently took buses um, and, and and when we went on trips together, I determined that my job was entertaining the children or, you know, reading out loud to him or, you know, somehow contributing something to help the driver stay awake kind of thing. But, mm -hmm. um, but I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got your own skills together and you know how to take care of you and you don't need a mommy or a daddy to, um, you know, help you get dressed in the morning or cook your dinner, then in the, in the long run, you're probably going to be happier with someone who has the same experiences of being discounted in the public at times and doing things differently. So why do you suppose that you ended up in two marriages with sighted guys, even though you feel as strongly as you do about uh, about the, the independence and interdependence of blindness, blindness kind of relationships? Life experience. I didn't start going to events where I met blind people until I was already married. Um, so the only 
relationships in quotes, big air quotes, that I've had with blind people were short-term and were um, between those marriages. So, and why the second time? Hmm, that's just coincidence. Um, but the first time, it's very definitely that my world, Right. I didn't know any blind people. You know, I knew one or two blind people and they weren't dating possibilities. So, um, I, it just wasn't part of my world. Very good. Mr. Rick, let's take, a, let's take another couple of comments. This time you guys can be on the fence if you insist. Why don't you go oh. ahead, Larry? Go ahead, Larry. Are, you, are you sure? Because I'm sort of on the fence from this, but this is based on life experience. And, and I was married to a blind person, and we were married 10, almost 10 years, four days shy of 10 years, and she passed away. But she was a type 1 diabetic, and she was sighted for the first 22 years of, our, of her life. I didn't know her until after I have, let me turn that down, because I'm, I'm monitoring so I can hear that we still have a signal. And, it, and I'm bugging myself. I want, don't want to hear me in this case. Most cases, I don't care. But in this case, yeah. it's a bit of a stretch, because it's a delay. Anyway, she, she was sighted for the first 22 years of her life and then lost her sight due to diabetes. She hemorrhaged, while, not while she was driving, but pretty close right after that. And then four months later, she lost sight in the other eye. Um, but we've had these conversations because I was fascinated to find out how she dreamed and how she reacted as a sighted person based on memories. And that's a whole different subject because it's different for her than it is now for me, because I've always been blind. I have light perception. But I, I yeah. feel strongly that even if I'd known her, and we had this conversation, even if I'd known her 10 years earlier, she would have been sighted, I'd have been blind, that we would have fallen in love with each other because of who we were, because of the people yep. we were. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't know that I could say, well, I would, if I had to do it again, I'd marry a sighted person or a blind person, because so much of it has to do with the individuality of the people involved. And, and yes, we had those common experiences. She didn't live long enough to drive or to use Uber, but we had other things. We had access services. So you'll, we had other things in, that were common and we could talk about those things, but she also had her sighted experience to draw on as well. Uh, I feel so strongly that, you know, we, we loved each other because of who we were. And if I, probably if I got married again, if God said, I'm going to throw somebody at you, it might, it might have been easier if it were a blind person because of those commonalities, but I don't know that. I would take it on, on, on observance, and if it happened to be a sighted person, if she was really worth her while, and we had yeah. those conversations, it might have been a sighted person. So right. I think it's so much of its individuality. I will go back I, I, into lurk mode. I think, you're, I think you're right, but I'm going to ask you a question before you okay. do. Do you think you helped her adjust to her vision loss? Yes, I think to a degree, but she was one of those people. It was amazing. She was not one of those people who sat around in a house for months saying, oh, I'm blind. What am I going to do? She was one of those people who said, well, this is not going to be easy, but I'm totally blind and I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to live every day to its fullest. And she was working not long after she went blind. And so I helped her with, with some things because I was blind all my life. She often said that when we went to restaurants or out to dinner with people, and we were always going somewhere, she said, 
uh, I don't read Braille fast. Larry could be on dessert, and I'd still be on the last page of the menu. <laughs> it is what it is. So I helped her with a lot of things that I just took for granted being a blind person all my life. And she helped me tremendously. No, I had asked her sighted questions that I didn't know the answer to or couldn't relate to. And then she'd have to figure out a way to describe them to me so that I could. So we helped each other tremendously. And when she was on dialysis, there were things that, you know, she would, she would do before that that I'd have to do because you just do. I've saved her life so many times when she, was, when she had lows in blood sugar. And you don't yep. think about it. You just do it because you love each other. Yep. And every I, night I, we said, I love you. Every single night. Not because we had to, because we wanted to. I'm stuck on the fact that that uh, that, that that you got off on her sighted dreams, and um, oh, it, it was fascinating. Yeah, because I couldn't understand it until she was able to explain it to me, and she dreamed as she remembered her dreams from ten years ago when she was sighted. Like her mom and dad never right. aged because that's the way she right. remembered them. Right, and, and sighted and, people and, think and, that's so fascinating. And I dream in radio plays. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dream about radio plays, although I've experienced enough of them, but I don't know how I dream. I, I just dream. Yeah, gotcha. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, Mr. Rick. Yeah, phone number, excuse me, uh, Penny. Penny. Hi, Penny. can you hear me? We this can, Penny. Penny. Hey, from how are y'all doing? We're well. No, I'm from Alabama. How about You're that? You're from Alabama. All right, Miss Penny, go. Um. Okay, this is what I think, and I, I hope that this makes sense to y'all. When I was 18, uh, well, first of all, I grew up in public school, and I did have blind friends, but and I always seemed to communicate better with blind men than sighted men. And um, when I was 18, I went out to AEB, which is now Alliance World Services to the Blind, and I met a young man who was from Texas. He was actually one of set of triplets and they were all visually impaired and we fell in love and um we had a long-term relationship um he was partially sighted and i really enjoyed that because um we both were baptist we both had the same spiritual roots and we both grew up in public school and we both knew what we wanted to do in life i wanted to go into social work and he wanted to go into broadcasting um we really supported each other through college and many years beyond that in our careers. We had some problems, but we did support, give each other the support we each needed to get to where we wanted to in, in life. And I'm really grateful for that because he taught me so many things. And I look at other blind women that I've known who didn't get as far as I did because they didn't have a man like him to encourage them. But over time, uh, his mother uh, really stressed to him and his brothers who were also visually impaired that they needed to have sighted wives and that that's what they had was a must-have. And in time, he made that decision that he wanted a sighted wife, which was very heartbreaking to me. And I really struggled with that. And, um, but I have come to believe, um, and I, I've never married because I've never met another man that I felt like I could talk to as well as I could him. And I really miss that. Uh, and he has passed away now. And uh, he was, I was involved with him 
he was a part of my life for 23 years, and then he was married to a sighted woman for 23 years, and then he passed away. Um, I truly feel that the decision on whether to marry a person who's blind or sighted is a lifestyle issue. And I think that if you love someone and you can have an equal relationship and you don't mind the lifestyle that is involved in two uh, blind people getting married who can't drive, then that's fine. But I think if one of you feels that they need to have a sighted person and they don't want to live that kind of lifestyle, it doesn't really matter how much you have in common, you can't stay married because one of you is always unhappy. And I did have problems. I couldn't read his nonverbal communication. And that was one issue that I deeply regret because he communicated more nonverbally than he did sometimes verbally. And I wish that I had been more adept at that. Mm -hmm. um, and I truly do always have loved him, but uh, I have a hard time wanting to get in another relationship with a visually impaired person because I really don't want to go through the thing of, well, it's okay, I don't have a problem with it, and later they change their mind. And, yeah. you know, that's really hard. It and, is hard. But I, I do think it's a lifestyle issue, and I think every blind person has to make that decision for themselves, uh, you know, before they can um, make that a part of their relationship. And that's, Penny, that's why, my comment. Why do you think that, that his mom thought he should have a sighted wife? Well, because he was a, among a set of triplets and they were all visually impaired. And I think she thought if they mar all married blind women, it would be hard on the family. And in her mind, they needed a blind, a sighted woman to take care of their needs. That's how she looked at it. So, it, so when she passed on, she'd know that her little babies were in safe hands kind of thing. That's correct. Yes. Ms. Penny, That's exactly thank you. right. Miss Penny, uh -huh. thank you so much. You're certainly welcome. Uh, do you uh -huh. have any thoughts about what I've, what I've said? Well, I, I think um, I, I think that that I guess my feeling is your your former husband doesn't know what he missed. Well, we never did marry, so we weren't, well, we didn't marry. But anyway, yes, well, I hope, <laughs> I mean, uh, we we didn't marry. We were just together in a long-term relationship. You know, you're, you're one of, oh, I guess, five or six different situations that, that I've heard of where the same thing has happened, where where two blind people were together and then suddenly, it, it, and it seems to be a guy thing. It is. Suddenly the guy decided that he wanted a sighted wife. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I, I, I don't understand it. Um, but anyway, Miss Penny, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Mm -hmm. Mr. Rick? Yeah, mm -hmm. phone number 1941, please. Okay, hey, it's Carol from Nashville. Hey, um, it's so interesting because uh, my first husband, B.H. Newman, was first married to a sighted woman. He was partially sighted. And he said, 
One of the great things about being with me was that he no longer had to pass almost like a light-skinned African-American person trying to pass for white, for white that he was had been trying all his life to be sighted and his sighted wife expected him to be. And that being with me took a lot of pressure off of him. Um, plus, he was very supportive of me. Um, and we were together for about 20 years, and he passed away 20 years ago. I've never even dated a sighted person. Maybe it's lack of self-confidence, but it's also, I've seen horrific situations. I've, I've seen uh, a sighted spouse insist on moving to an area where there was no public transportation and then not helping their partner out. Um, I've seen friends whose uh, sighted partner doesn't want them to associate with other blind people which would make about as much sense as me telling my current husband that I don't want him to be hanging out with people who speak Spanish. Um, you can't do those kind of things. Right. Um, you've got to have a balance of power and a respect and equality. And um, I just never felt that I could be, maybe if it was a sighted person who had blind people in their family and respected them, but I just never thought the balance of power would work. I can recall in college a, a sighted guy asking me to go out, and I just had a bad feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And an older guy in school was a veteran, took me aside and said, look, don't go out with him. I've heard him talking and laughing, and he wants to go out with you and tell all the other guys what it would be like to blow, go out with a blind girl. Uh, and, and that ended that one. And yep. maybe that put distrust in my head after that. I don't know, but I've never considered it. Um, I, I'm now married to a wonderful blind man who was uh, blinded by a drunk driver. So he can tell me things about being sighted. Uh, he does dream, as Larry's wife did. Uh, he dreams that he's playing baseball and things like that. It's really quite interesting. Um, and he can describe some things to me, uh, at least uh, mm-hmm. by memory, like when we go back right. to New York, where he came from, and things like that. So uh, it's kind of a little of both worlds, but um, I, I would never do it any other way. And I've had two happy marriages. Now, Ms. Carroll, but I also think you... it's personalities that are compatible. Oh, I think that's right. But would you say, <laughs> would you say that you've missed anything not going out with sighted people? No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to have somebody drive a car, sure. But no, I don't think I missed anything at all. I I don't have any regrets. Miss Carol, thank you so much. All right. All right, let's let's try another Mr. Rick. Yeah, Tayo, please. Tayo. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. This- yeah, this is Steve. I'm partially sighted. Uh, yeah, I'm on my I'm on my wife's uh, iPad, so it had her name to pop up there, and she's here. And I'm really enjoying the conversation and the perspectives I'm hearing, um, because my situation was that I'm I'm really on the fence with blind sighted, uh, blind blind, because. Um, uh, I was, I, you know, this is my second marriage, and my wife, she has a, she's sighted, and she she also has a disability, um, rheumatoid arthritis. So mm-hmm. when I met her, you know, it was, 
she really knocked, swept me off my feet. And I mean, it's the honest to God truth because she was, we were, that's the thing about us is that, that to make a long story short, we're, we're in the same field. We like computers. We work with assistive technologies. We dealt with disability in the community for, for years and years. And the relationship is, is working out great. You know, of course, we have a little disagreements and get an adjustment like anybody else. Never. But, yeah. Prior <laughs> to her, my first marriage, I was married to a sighted lady. And um, when I look back on it, you know, I thought because I was working, I was doing this and that, you know, it just the situation wasn't it wasn't the best of situations to be in. And um, now, now, were you partially sighted then to Yes, I've been partially sighted all my life. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, after that, you know, I, I was with my first wife for 17 years, and then uh, things just was just started to break down, you know, and um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, being sighted, you know, partially sighted was a part of it, but anyway, it was a lot of other things going on, but I guess the biggest thing is after her, I got out in the dating world and I went online and I met women who were, you know, cause I was tending to looking at somebody that was sighted. Right. Um, rather than blind, I didn't, I, I, I was kind of looking towards that way. But what I, what I ran into was with something that the young lady that came on earlier that was talking about, she would run into she was running into guys that were nice to her, you know, and all that. I was running into women that were real nice to me, but they'd give me their, they'll give me their phone number and they would flirt with me and all of that. But when it came down to going out on a date or something like that, then they would just uh, uh, ghost or not return my calls or not answer yeah. my calls, you know, and it was, it was hurtful. And then I did get involved with uh, another lady that had, she sort of had some disabilities, but, um, actually it was a couple of, but it turned out that, um, it was really a couple of them that I did have sort of a relationship with, but it turned out to make a long story short that they were using me. Yeah. Do and you think after all, pardon me? Do you, do you think all these, all these women were, were sort of ashamed to be seen with you because you were partially sighted to you? You know, that's a good question. I th I think that might have been I, I try not to think like that, but I think maybe it's because is they were looking at what I could do for them, and when I didn't and I couldn't provide for them or, or help them out in any way, then they just would not. Uh, they didn't seem to really want to have much to do with me. Mm -hmm. And um, and I've learned from all. I, I went through enough of that, and at the, at the end of going through all of that. I had to learn like a, like a previous, uh, uh, someone had said previously about, about being happy with yourself. And yeah. That was one of the biggest takeaways that I had to learn. I said, I've got to be happy with myself. Otherwise, I'm going to just keep attracting the wrong type of people. That's a and, really good uh, point, Steve. Yeah. And it just boiled down to that. I said, you know what? I got a lot to offer here. I just got to hold out and patient and I had a good group of friends that you know sighted and, and unsighted that were they were keeping me on point they were keeping me from uh, uh, you know accountable that I don't make any more bad decisions and I realized that you know what I've got to 
feel good about myself and how I can take care of myself, even if I didn't have anybody, you know, just being able to mm-hmm. go to the store or, you know, yeah. ride transportation to get to where I'm going. Yeah. So after all of that, and I just started to really become, so, you know what, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't go any further with those relationships because mm-hmm. life would have been disastrous. So after all that was done, that's when I met Taya and, um, and we met, because I was volunteering at the the library here in Georgia that excellent that dealt with you know I was teaching blind students computer skills and she happened to be there because she was in school so uh, we met and uh, make a long story short you know the first conversation I had with her serious conversation and I was telling her tonight that I, it was we talked about disability related issues and and being in that. Yep. having that commonality and she understood it and she and she was for real she was she understood it and i said you know what i don't have to explain this to her i don't have to and i said i, I would like to pursue her so make a long story short <laughs> a couple of years later we're, we're happily married and we're doing that, great that is, so <laughs> that is so excellent steve and taya thank you both we uh, i welcome. appreciate your call taya good to have met you too mr rick <laughs> Yeah, Linda Yaks, please. Linda. Ah, Miss Linda. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't know that I'm a fence sitter. I think what I am is a person who looks at the love between you first. Now, I have been a woman well blessed, as Paul knows, because he's met my special person. I have. And uh, he knows what a special family I had. And so, you know, I married Dennis when I was 18. We jokingly say he had to finish raising me. Because um, I was this little brat when we got married, and I'll just point blank say I was. I like to get my own way. Well, what's interesting about our situation is his family were very upset that he wanted to marry a blind person because he was going to have to, quote, take care of me for the rest of his life. And he did take care of me for the rest of his life. I took care of him, too. And so for us, it wasn't the blindsided thing. I am glad he could see because of the opportunities that we had as a family to be able to go camping and traveling and do those things and um, fishing and stuff that would have been really almost impossible in Colorado without, uh, you know, if if we couldn't, one of us couldn't have driven. But Dennis was very much the person who, once I um, started my mobility and independent skills, very much supported everything I wanted to do and was very involved I mean, him and my daughter spent so many hours helping with ACB that I think both of them don't even want to hear the words anymore. But so, but if if something were to happen to Dennis, <clears throat> I, I don't think I would ever actually get married again just because I think I'm too old. But I mean, you know, it's just a matter of, of logistics and taking care of someone else. But I, I would not care if I met, I, there is a, a person who I really like not in a relationship way, but, um, you know, if we were to find ourselves single together, again, I, if we had some, some things in common, I would be interested. I wouldn't care that that person was blind. So for me, it's the relationship and where you go from that and, and surviving the relationship. And I have seen sighted couples that the control issues get completely out of hand and the abuse gets out of hand. I know a blind couple that the abuse got out of hand. So, yep. so it can happen in, in both places. So, 
Miss Linda, what do you think? What do you think you give to Dennis in in, in your relationship? All my love and, and support. And, yeah, and, and and you know he he. You know, in later years, it, it turned out that I am I became his caregiver as yes. time went on, and you know that kind of stuff. But I mean, there were things I did like Dennis. Dennis worked very hard and worked very long hours, and then he owned his own business, and I took over the finances of our family. Which, right. when I took those finances over, his family had a fit. And how she can do that? Well, I, at the time, I didn't have access to the in internet and all these things a friend of mine came over and helped me do my finances yep. and you know i cooked i cleaned um because of the hours he worked i never expected him to do those things he did he would help me if i asked him to but you know he and and when he was came, already he, doing a lot yeah when it came to transporting our kids you know my son played baseball and i taught my kids early on that you know you need to find your own. You need to find your own rides, or you need to talk to me about advocating for a ride for you. Daddy cannot just leave his job and take you every place you want to go. And mm -hmm. uh, but he did. He did. I mean, with the business, him owning his own business, there were times when he could leave the job and take someone or come and take me home from work and things like yeah. that. I well, will just honestly tell you that I am. I am a woman well blessed, and I know it. And I always feel bad for people who have bad relationships. And. And and the and the truth is, Miss Linda, I know it too. So say hey to Dennis for me. I will. Thank you, Paul. Of course. Thank you. Mr. Rick. Yeah, three seven six eight, please. We're gonna come up to the panel in just a minute and start to reflect a little, um, Debbie and Chris and Janet, on what we've heard so far. Okay. My name is Beth. And um I've dated blind guys before too, but I've been with a sighted guy for oh since eighty two. But um it's it's kind of unique because he's from he's from Cuba. He has another disability, but um he's from Cuba so I'm his like his translator and stuff like that. <laughs> Whereas he does stuff from you know, we complement each other, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So um, he doesn't drive. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, I showed him around Albuquerque <laughs> when we first <laughs> got together, and that's—I mean—that's really something. That is really something, especially Albuquerque with all the hills. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you take this bus to go, this bus goes over here, this bus goes over there, you know, whatever. And and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, you need a bus schedule. <laughs> what what so, strength do you what strength do you think you bring to 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 that relationship, Miss Beth? Um. Well, I think I bring the strength of. Um, uh being a strong woman um we raised three kids um and uh, just being able to to run the home efficiently yep All right. those are those are uh, those are excellent strengths one thing 
he did have a problem with it at first, but he, he learned pretty fast. But it, it's not a blindsided thing. I think it was, it was more of a machismo thing, you know, that, mm -hmm. uh, oh, well, you, I'm the man and you're going to. And I'm like, okay, and I don't have to tell you what bus, bus goes where or what, it, you know, and I could just leave you. So he, and so you he could find your be, own way. He tried to be a little domineering to start with. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, okay, you do that, and, and I can leave you wherever you are, and I I know my way. I can go home. I can go do whatever. Yeah. In fact, one time, it was funny because um, he said, uh, no, you can't go visit. Uh, I wanted to go visit my, what was it? No, I wanted to go to the the other organization's convention. Well, he said, no, you can't go. Oh, dear. So then um, this friend of mine says, don't you want to go see your mom? I said, yeah. And then she dropped me off at the convention. He never knew it till later on. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Miss Beth, thank you so much for your call. But um, I think it was, I think it is pretty cool. Um, you know, he had to adjust. Yep. And so did, you know, so did I. Uh, now, now, do you think, do you think that his being from Cuba or speaking a foreign language made a difference or, or did it not matter? Uh, to him it did because there was somebody, there was somebody willing to, <laughs> to, you know, to interpret for him or whatever you want, you know? Right. right. Um, but of course we grew up doing that for, for my grandma anyway. Yep. So I was Ms. already Beth. used to it, you know. Yep. Miss Beth, thank you so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, Miss Janet, Chris, Debbie, um, what, what, what do we think? What, what have we heard? And, and, and what can we conclude, do you think? All right. Go ahead, Deb. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I was unmuted. Yeah, I thought yeah, I was. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, let me, I, first of all, I want to start out by telling a, a story, if I may. Please. And I've learned, and what we've talked about, and I have to say my husband's actually listening to this. I've got him on my stream listening on, a, on ACB radio, and he came up at one point and said, this is a fascinating conversation. And it is all about the individual. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's, I don't see it as a blind or sighted thing necessarily. I see it as a relationship thing. And I see it as, yes, you can be, I, as I said earlier, I think I was too dependent on my first husband and let him do too much for me. And I think that hampered the relationship. When Terry and I first met, we were at a party and the woman who had the party had a canary. So we were talking about birds. And I said, oh, I always wanted to have a canary, but you know, they're really kind of difficult. And he said, what's difficult about it? You know, it's a bird. And I said, well, you know, you have to feed it a particular diet so that it maintains its its plumage and he goes oh forgive me this next question but what the bleep do you care about what color the dog the bird is you're blind <laughs> and i thought to myself okay he doesn't have any hang-ups about my blindness that's good all right so we're oh, one point yep. one point here for him um yep. yes balance of quote power as chris talked about you have to be equal you can't be too dependent if people look at my relationship with terry I probably do more, he doesn't do 
he's a he's a guy and he's lazy. You know, I love him dearly, but he's not a morning person. So he has his coffee waiting for him every morning when he gets up. We kind of do half and half the cook the cooking. Um, I take paratransit or taxis most places that I go to. I don't require him or ask him to drive me places mm -hmm. unless the two of us are going somewhere together. But just if I want to go somewhere, I don't, he doesn't take me. Yeah. Um, and, but, but he has to put up, he has to put up with an awful lot of um, activity on your part yes. with regard to the convention. Yes, he does. And I'm way more social than he is. Someone was talking about being dressed up and being in a blind, blind relationship that it didn't really matter. My husband would live in jeans forever if, I mean, he hates to get dressed up, but I'm, you know, we go out together. I'm the one who's dressed up. He's, you know, comfy. Yep. So it all depends on the relationship. It depends what you're looking for. Yes. Is it nice to have somebody with a, a vehicle? Yes, but that's not why we're married. Yep. Do I, you know, we talked about finances. I always did my finances. When we got married, we moved into, or he moved into my house. I maintain all the finances. I have a reader. I do all, take care of all that. You know, yes, is it, and I think a lot of this is male, female, not necessarily blindsided. Does he put things back where they belong? No. You know, I'll say, I'll say to him, hey, where's the scissors? Oh, it's right here on the counter. I'm like, it doesn't live on the counter. It lives in this drawer here. But I yep. don't consider that a blindsided thing. I consider that a slob organized thing or yeah. a male female thing. Gotcha. So, Chris, have, 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 have you sort of gotten any observations from what you've heard from folks tonight? Well, one of the things that um, was touched on a little and, and that I experienced um, is with regard to I, my first wife was a high partial and uh, she saw better than I did. And that differential uh, became significant in lots of ways. You know, and when I didn't see something and she did, that would frustrate her because mm -hmm. She sort of assumed that, well, why didn't you see it, you know? Um, and uh, and I, I, had other, I had other disabilities that, that she didn't have. So um, I, I think the, the partial partial is a, is a difficult, can be more difficult I even than sight and blind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, because you're, you're not, everybody sees differently. So there's no real equal partial partial. It's just, it's just kind of... Uh, the, the differences can become uh, problematic in a relationship if people make them problematic. Now, the um, relationship you're in now is is with a person who is essentially totally blind. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, just just, just totally blind. Yeah. And uh, I, I joke that I, I married somebody who's totally blind because I was tired of being married to somebody who said, you can't go out wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> And might I say that he and his blind wife met in Minnesota on the board of ACB of Minnesota. That's they right. Did. Yes, they did. I happen so, to have been living with a sighted person at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I and like we to changed think that, that ACBM brought them together. And, 
and 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 I knew Joe before you did. Yeah, that's right. Da da da. So, nice. Miss Deborah, any thoughts on what we've heard tonight? Yeah, um, but I don't know. Am I unmuted? You are. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, so many things that various people have said have prompted other memories and other ideas for me. Um, and and one that I think maybe could make a whole other show at some point, Paul, um, is just the whole um, acceptance piece, because I, I think you asked me earlier, why did I think if I felt so strongly about the importance of, you know, right. equal balance with two people who are both blind. And I said, because I didn't have exposure. Well, I, I think in addition to not having exposure, there was probably a need to prove something to myself. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was pretty fortunate. I had, I had a really good social life in a public high school as the only blind kid. I went to all the right parties and had a lot of friends and had a lot of dates. And there was one boy that I had a huge crush on. These two boys were best friends and my best friend and I, you know, nobody can fantasize like 15 year olds. And so we, we had us, you know, married off to them and had our, our honeymoons at the same resort. And, you know, we had it all worked out. And, um, and I even kind of, these two boys, what they liked best was playing tennis. And um, so I, I convinced them that, I thought I could learn to play, you know, by hearing, hearing where the, the ball, ball was. Yeah, was coming a from. Total, yep. A total bust, but, but, yeah. but they tried, you know, and we had fun. So we had so much fun and we did a lot of things together. And then all of a sudden, David ignored me at school. He wasn't talking to me and he didn't call me and they didn't ask me to do anything. And my friend Cindy worked and worked at finding out and another friend finally got the true story for me, which was that his mother had, had put her foot down mm -hmm. and said, you cannot date a blind girl. You cannot date a blind oh, girl. And I, you, you will have I to I think especially when you're younger like that, the image is so yeah. important. So, I mean, when so, I was in high school and college, I don't think I would have dated a blind guy. Yeah. When, when, so, and then, then I think what another thing that happened in reaction to that was I felt so, I mean, first I was, I was crushed. I mean, I was humiliated and I was, because it hadn't occurred to me that that, that, that that could happen to me. And so I think from then on, you know, I was on this quest to prove myself to be better than. So in my right. first marriage, which, you know, lasted 20 odd years, I went the other way. He did not see me as blind. And some of our worst fights were because he did things. I had an episode where I was walking outside and I went down the deck stairs with a baby in one arm and a typewriter in the other and almost killed myself because he left a ladder on the steps. And I'm oh, like, geez. what is wrong with you? I forgot, I forgot, you know, well, you're just, and it, then what I kept hearing all the time was, you know, well, you know, you're just so amazing, you're super blind, you know, I forget yeah. that you're, blind. well, sometimes I want you not to forget that I'm yep. blind. Yep. So, so <laughs> I can I identify think, with that. 
when I was when I was thirteen, I had a crush on this on this girl. Um, her name was Janet, as it happened, oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and she was um, she she was really cool. And and I thought, well, I'm going to ask her out. And so I said, uh, Janet, you, you, you want to go uh, to to a movie with me? And she she looks at me and she says, with you? Huh. There is no way in hell I would ever go out with a blind person. Who do you think I am? Yeah. And I mean, I was crushed. So I, so I, I invented the, the Edwards rule of high school dating. Um, mm. ask, ask everybody who the ugliest person is and the chances are they'll go out with you. <laughs> 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 and did it work? Yes. Cool. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you, Paul Edwards. No, no, it's absolutely true. I wow. mean, I, it, it, it actually put me off dating for probably three or four years. But the interesting thing was all of my best friends were girls. And, and, and they felt like they could tell me anything about all the other guys they were dating because yeah. I am the poor the poor blind guy who essentially is beyond their comprehension as somebody they would date, but is absolutely the person who they feel they can, they can make their confidant. <laughs> now that's another topic for another show. Yeah, there you go. That would be fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I'll, I'll tell you another thing that I think um, would be a topic for another show that's in this area, which is online dating, because that was how I met my second husband and um there there's kind of a whole you know a lot of wild and crazy things can happen yeah, with that it can but, i i i played with it uh, yeah. you know i think i think filling out filling out the forms is 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 a pain but uh yeah it's fun so what do you well, think guys should we should we take a couple more comments now that we've yammered for a while or what do you think let me just minutes. say one other thing before you go. And go. having been on both sides of this fence, as I said earlier, I do understand what everybody's talking about, the commonality with someone who is also blind. Because, you know, my second husband and I were married for five years and then he passed away. And yes, we did have that commonality that you don't have to explain things. And, you know, that is, there's a lot to be said about that. So I'm certainly not negating it. I was in a relationship for three years with a gentleman who was partial. And that was a, my first, my deceased husband was total. My, mm -hmm. the gentleman that I dated who was a partial, and also it was, you know, other things. It wasn't just, it wasn't mainly the blindness thing. But he would minimize what he could see. He could, you know, he could look at me from across the room and say, oh, I really like that color on you, or that's a nice outfit, or, you know, see something. But when someone would ask him, oh, are both of you blind? And he'd say, oh, yes, I can't see very much at all. But he was able to use what he could see, you know, to great advantage. And I kind of felt in a way that that was more of an imbalance, total versus partial, than total versus sighted. Yeah. And, and that's interesting because I, I wondered about that. You, you don't see as many total versus partial 
relationships as you do total, total, and partial, partial ones, I think. Though, I, though that is, that, that's entirely based on my experience, not based on any statistical knowledge that I have for set. I, I, I have to... something else I want to throw in here, too, and that is, well, first of all, this whole thing about um, dressing and image and physical appearance, I don't know how much of that has to do with being able to see or not. I know that I have loved clothes all my life and accessories and fashion and the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, and I've been talking a lot about this with a couple of women friends lately because I said this is the COVID is the first time in my whole life that I've gone this long without ever dressing up. I dressed up one day because my daughter got married on Zoom. So I dressed up for her wedding. But <laughs> um, but but so I I I think I think it is that's a personal thing and you have to, you know, sort it out for yourself. And if it's not important to you, maybe it's not because you're blind. Maybe that's just who you are. Um, but um, but I, I think that another piece of this, the public opinion that we haven't talked about, it used to drive me crazy that I'd be riding on a bus and some random stranger would sit next to me and say, so is your husband blind? Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, what gives you the right to ask me that? Like, is your husband stupid or is your husband ugly? You know, like. None of your beeswax, but, you know, you, you tear that apart. And where I think that comes from is you see this competent person who's like off on a mission, you know, like a regular person. What a concept. You must have a sighted spouse to take care of you, right? See, I thought, so, see, I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to Well, wait, because then the other side of it is or you're so inadequate that you could only have another damaged person. As no, but I thought, I thought you were going to say something entirely different. I thought you were going to talk about um, the, de the degree to which there are a lot of blind women um, who look at other blind women and essentially say, um, you guys are letting the side down because you're making no effort to dress well and you're giving the sighted community the opportunity to say that, that, that blind people are slobs. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some of that changes with, with age. Um, there's a time when I probably would have said that, Paul. Yeah. But, um, but I think I'm a little wiser than I was when I was I, 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 think, I, don't think, I don't think that anything that we do as a blind person affects how other people see blind people generally. Um, you know, there was a lot of ex experience with African Americans in the in the 30s and 40s that, that people got dressed up and they straightened their hair and all that stuff. And you know, and it didn't make any difference because for the white people, they're just black. It didn't matter what they wore. I mean, and it's going to be the same for us. I don't think it. I mean, well, I, no, they're extreme. I don't think that's entirely true. That's not entirely true, Chris, because you you people, you, you know. If you get to know someone and you're their first blind person, eventually they might tell you how 
they expected you to be different and they were confused because you look so good and you act like other people, whereas the only other blind person they knew was, you know, this guy who always looked really disheveled and had his right, dinner but you, on his but shirt. That's a, but that's an apples and oranges thing. When you get to know somebody, I mean, I, I mean, lots of people, even professionally as a lawyer, people say, you know, I don't even think you're blind anymore, you know. But yeah. when you know somebody, that's a different deal when you, when you just uh, seeing somebody. If you if we have a prejudice about some somebody, it, it, that prejudice overwhelms uh, uh, the per the person that we're prejudiced against that we don't know. Once we know them, that's a different deal. I mean, it, it, another interesting thing is I know I'm prejudiced. There there <laughs> there are some people blind or sighted who I could never have a long-term relationship with simply because I can't stand their voices. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a prejudice that we do have. That I never I, thought about voices in terms of prejudice. But that's true. Yeah. But, 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 but if, you, if you start thinking about reactions you have to people, Larry... I mean, I mean, maybe you're perfect and you don't have reactions, but... Well, don't I'm tell anyone else. <laughs> okay, okay. Really, I'm You're ashamed safe. of that sometimes that I but, but it, but it really don't is like true. the way a person sounds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, Janet, any thoughts on these last few out-off-the-wall stuff? No, I, I, I agree with what you said about the voices. Um, I kind of disagree with Chris and agree more with Deborah about that appearance does make a difference, and it does People perceive, you know, I think people perceive people who are blind in one way. And when they see someone who, you know, is competent and put together. Well, together. I think they're more amazed than they should be. I'm not saying that it's right. I don't agree with it, but I think it gives a positive impression. But and put together is a wanna... great expression, Janet. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that nails it. <laughs> so, have have we have we arrived at a conclusion as to which is better, or no. what do we think? Because no. there is no conclusion. There is, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and whoever Larry said it, you love who you love. That's right. And I think you know, but I think a couple takeaways are that. You know, not to to beat something to a pulp, but I strongly believe that you have to be comfortable with yourself before yes. you can be in a relationship. I and, think and I, my my first marriage with a sighted person went as well as it did and as long as it did because I thought I was pretty hot stuff, you know, and not <laughs> that I was egocentric, but well, maybe I was a little bit. But I didn't feel the need to have anybody to take care of me or do anything for me, you know. And, and I think that's really important because I, I, I've seen so many relationships where there's this terrible power thing going on. There's got to be a balance. Yes. But, but I think the point you make about, uh, about knowing yourself and really liking yourself is is really crucial about creating new relationships. I, I don't I don't think 
I don't think that most relationships can survive if either of the parties doesn't have a pretty good sense of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. But I think liking yourself is a challenge if you have a disability in this society. I think it is. I think it is. In this society, absolutely, because the world tells us we're not good. Yep. Well, and, and... but but luckily, luckily we tell ourselves how great we are. <laughs> yeah, after right. about twenty years of therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> well, so we don't have we don't have a final conclusion. I think I think there are two or three things that I'll, that that I take away from tonight, and I I want to talk about them. I I think. I think one of the things that I take away from tonight's show is, is, is how many people who came on tonight and shared their souls and told us about relationships that were wonderful. Um, and, and, and I think that's a tribute to them and it's a tribute to their partners. I also think it's, it, it is amazingly open and honest of people to come on and tell us about bad things that happened because that's not easy to do, and it's, and it's not easy to share. So I want to say to everybody who, who made this evening's experiment, I think pretty successful, thank you very much for sharing part of you, because it isn't easy to talk about things that you may have not talked to other people about very much at all. So don't know. Uh, if the panel has any final thoughts that they'd like to share before we wind this up. I think it'd be interesting to have a show where you talk to people whose relationships have changed over time. And I'm talking about a long period of time because people have, have acquired other disabilities um, or, or changed in, in, in their abilities, whether they became caregivers or, or whatever, because we're not static. Yeah. You know, I, 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 was married to a sighted person first and, and had all my children with a sighted person. Um, but all of my other relationships since have been with blind people. And I think, and I think that's largely because of the way that I changed from the beginning of my first relationship to the end of it. So I, it's a good point, Chris. Yep. Uh, other thoughts? Good topic. Good Tuesday topic. Thanks for the good show, guys. I think it was. I think. I think it was certainly interesting. Next week, we're going to, to to go back to a more traditional show. I'm not sure who my guests are going to be, but I think it's time that we talked about the biggest problem facing um, blind folks today, and that is the fact that there are virtually no services for older people who are blind. And so we're going to explore that. Uh, with some folks, talk about what we can do at the state level, at the local level, talk about as well what we can do uh, at the national level uh, to make some fundamental changes in, uh, in, in, in making things better. And while I'm on a roll, I think the next week we're going to talk about ways that blind organizations vote. There's been a lot of talk about the fact that we had a virtual convention this year and so we couldn't vote. And there's been a lot of talk about now that we've had a virtual convention, does remote voting for ACB become a bigger reality? 
So I think that in two weeks, we're going to talk about organizations that currently conduct remote voting and what they think are accessible and appropriate ways and organizations as well um, that are, are groping towards that, which is where ACB is. We have a voting task force and we're going to talk to them about where we have gotten and where we're going and how we're going to get there. So that's what's coming up for the next two weeks on Tuesday topics. And I guess since we have a, uh, one more moment, let me just say to everybody, um, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you guys tune in and, and enjoy spending two hours with me a week. Uh, it's, um, it has been great fun uh, to engage myself in coming up with topics uh, every week that are good. But I would encourage people, if you have ideas for Tuesday topics that you think would be good, something I'm completely missing, send me an email to edwards.paul955 at gmail.com. I I truly will take your ideas seriously. And if your idea seems a little controversial, send it to me especially. Because um, I, re- I really do enjoy um, the fact that I probably got eight or ten emails this week um, telling, telling me really how misguided and unclear my topic was and, 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 and how, um, how I was actually being very divisive because I was talking about relationships as if there could be better ones and worse ones. And that I yeah, you get really those emails that. every week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I do. You're correct, Chris. <laughs> Panelists and ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of Tuesday Topics. It's been great. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>